Hello and welcome to my Discipleship Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Chu, and each episode is designed to build your faith and help you discover your purpose in life. Now, enjoy today's message. Hello, hello. Welcome, ladies. Wake Up and Walk It Out is about thriving in every area of your life. This channel is where we exchange our excuses for excellence, say goodbye to just getting by, and punch mediocrity in the face. It's time to say hello to your extraordinary, uncommon, and unusual life just as God intended. If that sounds like your idea of a good time, be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Are you ready? Today we are talking about the Girlfriend's Guide to Discipleship, everything I wish my friends told me when I got saved. Becoming a Christian is simple. It's as easy as ABC. A. Admit that you're a sinner in need of forgiveness. B. Believe that Jesus died on the cross for you. C. Confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. In less than a minute, your life is changed forever. No fancy, complicated formulas necessary. A short prayer from the heart, and you, my friend, are good to go. Oh, what a happy day that is. I certainly remember that day for me. The problem is, simple does not mean easy. Actually living like a follower of Jesus daily is easier said than done. That is the truth. I was 30 years old when I surrendered my life to the Lord. It was a radical change of my heart. It's a day that I will never forget. I was on cloud nine, set free and on fire for Jesus. You better believe it. I also remember the next day too. It sticks to me a little bit like glue. Here's why. It was clear as day that I was saved, but it was clear as mud what I should do next. I remember wondering to myself, now what? I was full of faith, but totally oblivious. I was full of more questions than answers. What do good Christian women do? What do they say? How do they act? What do they wear? Where do they go? All the things. I was pretty sure I shouldn't cuss or get drunk, or dabble with drugs, or sleep around, lie, or steal. I mean, hello, obvious, I could get that much. But what about the not so obvious stuff? Are cigarettes still a sin? How many glasses of wine am I allowed? Can I wear a bikini still? How far is too far with a guy? Is it okay to hang out in bars? Are R-rated movies off limits now? What about romance novels? Does this mean I can't drive past the speed limit anymore? I needed the Christianity for Dummies guidebook, like stat. There was a whole new set of guidelines to follow. I desperately wanted to live out my faith, but I had no clue how. Just because we say a prayer does not mean we automatically know what to do and say or how to act and feel. I knew I could find all of the answers in the Bible. Yes, I know, I get it. But here's the deal, it's such a big book. So many words, I just didn't know where to begin. A Girlfriend's Guide to Christianity would have been my BFF, if only I had one. Here's one thing I've learned in the past 20 years of passionately pursuing and chasing after Jesus. 
Getting saved is not a one and done moment in time. It's a constant conversation with Jesus, with myself, and with others. It's a way of life. And that is why we are called to be disciples. Here's disciple, the noun, is a follower of Jesus. Disciple, the verb, is to teach and train others about Jesus. Discipleship, that's the lifestyle. That's being a doer of the word. Let me just take a minute and brag about my dad, Arthur Dennis Stevens. At the age of six, he knew what he wanted to be when he grew up, an architect. And as a result, he wanted to learn from the best. At 17 years old, he became one of the youngest apprentices to study under Frank Lloyd Wright. If you don't know who that is, the American Institute of Architects named Wright the greatest American architect of all time. And Wright's philosophy for his apprenticeship was simple, learn by doing. During my dad's apprenticeship, his studies reached far and wide, well beyond drafts and drawings and blueprints. Each apprentice lived, worked, and studied under the master. Listen to what they did. They spent their time serving and observing, listening and learning, watching and working, gathering and questioning. Hmm. Could it be that Wright's models for apprenticeship was exactly what it means to be to be a disciple of Christ? <laughs> Hear me out. As disciples, we are on assignment from the master, Jesus. We have a specialized job, know God and make him known, through on-the-job training, how we live our life. We're called to learn by doing or listening and obeying. Check out what the Bible has to say about it. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, that's you, you are truly my disciples, followers of Jesus, if you remain faithful to my teachings, become a doer of the word, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. That is a promise straight out of John 8, 31. Now, this verse implies action. There's an if-then statement. Remaining idle is not an option. Disciples don't sit on the sidelines. Discipleship isn't a spectator sport. Disciples get in the game because they know there's work to be done. So let's unpack my top five ways to be a disciple of Christ. Number one, know his teachings. If we are to remain faithful to his teachings, we must first know his teachings. The Bible is our roadmap. It's our answer key. It's the source of all truth for all the things. God says, by your words, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. That's Psalms 119.105. How do we do it? We walk it out. Spend time in the word. Grab that big book, open it up, and listen to his truth. It's his word. Make it a daily habit. The more you know, the more you will grow. Not sure where to start? Here are some quick tips. Proverb of the day. For example, on the ninth day of the month, read Proverbs 9. Or you could follow a plan. Download the YouVersion Bible app. That's my personal fave. Pick a plan and read through it. Try the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. It's a great way to get to know Jesus and his character. Discover what he is like as a person. 10 minutes a day, that's all I'm asking. Set a timer, little bits each day add up. And bonus, find a friend to read along with you. It helps with accountability and it sure gives you a whole bunch of fun stuff to chat about. Number two, remain faithful. Trust that he will care for you. 
follow where he leads, and love him every step of the way. Being faithful also means that there will be some evidence of your faith in God, meaning other people will see God in you. Let's be clear. Being faithful does not mean you have to be perfect. Phew. Being faithful does not mean you won't struggle. Sorry. And being faithful does not mean you won't make poor decisions. Again, so sorry. But here's what faithful does mean. It means you will trust in God and you will follow his commandments. God says, remain faithful till the day you die and I will give you the victor's crown of life. It's Revelation 2.10. Walk it out. Here's how you do it. Become a doer of the word. Listen and obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit, no matter what. Even when life is hard and even when you don't understand and especially when you don't feel like it. Here's your bonus. Get alone with God. Be quiet. Be still. He longs to speak to you and he will show you the way. Number three, a lifestyle of repentance. Repentance goes beyond I'm sorry. Although sorrow and regret are a piece of the pie, repentance is so much more than that. It includes change in your heart, in your actions, in your behaviors. It means turning away from your bad habits, your poor choices, and your mistakes. That's my nice way of saying sin. And running closer to God. Simply put, repentance adds steps to your faith. Not sure if you need to repent? No problem. Ask God. You can bet your bottom dollar the Holy Spirit is on standby, ready and willing to show you areas that you need to repent of. And you'll know it too. The Lord is so obvious sometimes. Cue the racing heart, the sweaty palms, the distractions when you're trying to meet with God, uncomfortable situations, or awkwardness when facing someone. Yep, I'm pretty sure you've felt one or two of those in the past. Lord knows I have all the time. But here's the hint. If you feel any of those, there's a chance you've lost your peace. And there's a good chance that you need to repent for something you've said or done. Now is the time, ladies. Tighten that ponytail, take a deep breath, and discover the courage inside that you didn't even know existed, and just do it. Believe that your peace is worth fighting for. Trust that obedience to God pays off every time. Know that there is freedom on the other side of your struggle. Here's what God says, and now you must repent and turn back to God so that your sins will be removed forever and so that times of refreshing will stream from the Lord's presence. That's Acts 3.19. Are you ready to walk it out? Pause. Take inventory. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Have the hard conversations with others. Do whatever is necessary to ensure that you can change your ways. Remove the temptations. Ask for accountability and check in often and always with God. He is there to direct your steps. Number four, get involved in a local church. Biblically-based churches exist to grow a community of passionate followers of Jesus Christ who impact their world. Being a part of a local body of believers is essential to your growth and maturity in Christ. The local church provides an outlet for you to apply what the Bible says to your everyday life. In other words, the church offers opportunities for you to grow as a disciple. Still not sold? Well, let me count the ways. This is what the church can offer you, a place to serve one another in love. The church equips the saints for ministries. That's you and your calling. 
The church cares for widows, orphans, and those with special needs. The church provides a place for you to worship collectively, to read and study scripture, and it offers accountability, discipleship, and community in which to confess your sins and grow spiritually. Now that is my idea of a good time. Sign me up. Yes, more of that, please. But hear me. Don't take my word for it. Let's hear what the Bible has to say about the value of being involved in a body of believers in your local church. God says, Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. Hebrews 10.24 Here's how to walk it out. Find a biblically-based local church. Visit a bunch of them, kick the tires, check them out, and find the right fit. And when you do commit, dive in and dig deep. Attend regularly, get involved, and watch what God does through it all. Number five, surround yourself with a community of believers. That's friends who share your faith because it's pivotal to becoming a disciple of Christ. We cannot go at it alone, nor were you meant to. Show me the five people you spend the most time with and I'll show you your future. It's true. Are your friends propelling you towards your purpose or pulling you away? Still not sure? Here are some qualities to look for in a godly girlfriend. Number one, female. Think pink. Girls are a girl's best friend. Spill your guts to your gals. Save the nitty-gritty details of your life. All the crushes, all the heartbreaks, all the talk about your period, past intimate experiences with guys, the whole bit. Save it for the females. Guys make great friends too, but you must proceed with caution and with safe boundaries. Here's my free tip. If you don't want to talk about it with your dad, don't talk about it with your guy friends. Here's another thing to look for in a godly girlfriend. She must be a lover of Jesus. God is her jam and everybody knows it. Make sure she's an encourager, your biggest fan, cheering you on every step of the way. You want her to be a truth speaker. Good or bad, this gal is gonna give it to you raw and real and it's always wrapped in love and backed by God's word. She's a prayer warrior. She's ready and willing to go to battle for you in the spirit. She means it when she says she'll pray for you and you totally feel it. Make sure she's a forgiver. Make sure she's quick to forgive and even quicker to ask for forgiveness. Make sure forgiveness is part of her DNA and that she's simply unable to function in dysfunction. Listen to what God says. It takes a grinding wheel to sharpen a blade. And so one person sharpens the character of another. Proverbs 27, 17. Godly girlfriends are important. Here's how you walk it out. You need some godly girlfriends in your life? Go to your local church. It's a great place to start. Join a small group, attend a women's event, start volunteering. Before you know it, you're gonna have a tribe on your side and you'll wonder what you ever did without them. Seek them and you will find them. Living like a follower of Jesus daily is easier said than done. I get it. But betting on Jesus is always a sure thing. Trust and obey the Lord. It is always worth it, my friend. Here's what's on you. Know the word. Do what the Bible says. 
listen and obey, remain faithful over and over and over again till death do you part. That's your job. Here's what's on God. He will fulfill his promises. He will answer you when you call. He will forgive you, never leave you, always love you. Listen to what the Bible says. We are called to shine like bright lights to the world, my beloved ones, just like you've always listened to everything I've taught you in the past. I'm asking you now to keep following my instructions as though I were right there with you. Now you must continue to make this new life fully manifested as you live in the holy awe of God, which brings you trembling into his presence. That's straight out of Philippians 2.12. Let's walk out our faith together. I believe in you. Peace and love. Here's a little side note. It is my honor and joy to write about my late father, Arthur Dennis Stevens. I miss him so much. And when I get to talk about him, it's one way I get to carry out his legacy. And I may have typed through some tears preparing for this, but thanks for indulging me and allowing me to brag on him for a bit. You can discover more about his legacy online at stevensignaturehomes.com. Here's the truth. You are anything but average. It's time to start believing it and living like it on the daily. The world is waiting for you to rise up, take courage, and live different. God needs you, and so do we. If you want to wake up and walk it out with me, please consider joining my free private Facebook group. It's called You Are Anything But Average, and you can find it at facebook.com groups slash Melissa Chu. That's me. I hope to meet you there. Thank you, friend, for listening to this podcast today. You can visit my website and send me your prayer requests and feedback. And also to get more discipleship resources, visit www.nowhope.org. Until next time, I pray that you will stand strong in your faith. Have a great day.